0: It is January 14th, 2019. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a Home Before Dark podcast. And we're back. We're back. Happy New Year's, guys. Dan ain't. Dan, Dan's not back. You're welcome. New Year, same, same show. No that, Dan.
1: We added a co-host. <laughs> We've added two. It's now yeah. four, four dudes, one cup. Four dudes, yeah. one it's mic. Still, still one cup.
0: It's going to be at least a treble this year or bust. It's going to be great. Yeah. I am Tim Herb, as always. I'm joined by my lovely co-host in the professor's coat, Mr. Is, Kevin Bradley. This is
1: my game show host set up.
0: You don't have leather patches on the elbows. I'm pretty disappointed. I did get it from Goodwill yesterday, though, Please so. tell me, Does that, that the, are those buttons, are those wooden? I
1: don't know. That, that, would, be, that would
0: actually be pretty awesome. If like those were.
1: Leather covered. I think. Oh, no. Whatever. Yeah. Stop judging me.
0: <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in. If you guys are listening to us on iTunes, make sure you leave us a rating and or a review. If you guys are watching us on YouTube Live, thank you for taking time out of your busy Monday schedule to join us in the trap. For some great fun, we have a good show tonight. It's been a long time in the making. Sorry about this, both of you guys. We have our uh, Home Before Dark MLS Fantasy Champions. Season one, remotely, we have John F. Beasy. Um, and then, right across from us, Nathan Lines. Hey,
2: guys. What's going on? Um,
0: so, John is better known as you guys have always heard him because he's been in the freaking top five every single week. He goes by it,
1: many names it,
0: it, because Dan, so Dan couldn't even be here. I think Dan bowed out because he was the one that was saying your name wrong. And I think that he bowed out. He doesn't like confrontation.
3: Yeah. He I think started that, that fight with uh, one of my friends had to chime in and let everybody know that uh I'm real.
1: He's, he's too busy. He can't be bothered to get people's names right because he's, he's busy reproducing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> his mind is all on new he's,
0: names. He's having to
1: think of new names. That's really how <laughs> he keeps his mind fresh.
0: So John is Stats and Trends. John, wh- you you don't like that name. I think it's pretty uh pretty accurate because of the fact that you're on the money every single damn time. Where does that come from?
3: Yeah, I mean, it came from work. Um, use a lot of stats and, and trend models. So uh, we do um, a college football pick'em at work, and that's my college football pick'em name. I never really expected to win. So uh, too bad I don't have a cool soccer name. You know, something like Varvar Binks or something.
1: There's always next season.
3: Yeah. And then we have Nathan. Nah, and now that it's a thing,
1: I can't
0: change my name. It's got to be sure You
2: can't. That's true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, not at all. Uh, and then we have Nathan, aka FC Apogee. What does that come from?
2: Um, Apogee, what means like the, the position of the moon furthest from the sun. Oh, and, uh, yeah. In high school, I was pretty artistic and creative, and thought about a lot of different weird things. So it's just kind of a, a name that I've just you know used as an avatar name. Doesn't really mean a whole lot except for just a name that I've been using. <clears throat> Um, like Avatar, it, like
0: the movie Avatar. But
2: you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah you're, you're made up name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, we go online. And play Avatar. No, <laughs> not, not, that, not that far.
0: Second
1: Life. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, And if you guys want to be uh, part of this competition, I guess in a, coming, a couple weeks, got, I guess it's a,
1: starting back up soon.
0: Yep. In about two months, a little less than two months now, we will have the spring season of MLS oh. fantasy started, and um,
1: we had a good bit of well, how many? Teams I think we ended up have? with like
0: a hundred and hundred some odd teams and
1: only 10 were still playing at the end in true fantasy fashion. Yeah. <laughs> Great,
0: That's how you guys kept cleaning up. It was the same five
1: names both seasons. I swear Andy Andy snuck in there in that second season.
0: Yeah, I did so, um, soccer specific uh, fantasy team.
1: So yeah, we uh, we wanted to make sure you guys came on and hung out with us. We got a lot of stuff to talk about that happened in the offseason. Not a lot of housekeeping because there's no fantasy leagues to take care of. I'll do
0: one real quick as as you guys know. Um, or if you're new to the show, if you guys leave us a rating in or a review on iTunes, we will read the review loud on the show, <laughs> loud, not a loud. Um, and we have one that came in over the holiday break from HR Pitts, and it's uh, five stars, funny, interesting. I can't believe I'm willing, um, I'm willing listening to sports commentary and actually enjoying it. So, right on. I, I don't know if it, it's commentary, commentary, commentary. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I yeah.
1: Screw ratings. Review only, as Bill says. Those are the best parts. Yeah, review only. Either way, we, even though the entirety
0: of iTunes had a huge scare in the middle of December when everybody's ratings got I smashed in half, I panicked. Yeah, everybody panicked. It was, it was. That's gold. That's that's the
1: currency. So we we broke the 150 threshold, and we want to break the 250 threshold this season. Yeah, I think so. that's doable. Yeah, wow. that's got to be doable. So yeah, leave ratings reviews on iTunes, and we'll read whatever it says aloud on the show and Uh,
0: leave a thumbs up if you're watching uh just so we can get more people in here to vote on what we're about to uh what's about to go down
1: so to give everyone a lay of the land we are going to have our regularly scheduled program for the first half of this show and then we're going to let the second half get a little silly it's our goal tonight to crown the one true king of fantasy in the hb4d 2018 season so We have a series of topics on these cue cards. Neither of our contestants have seen them. And for each one of them, we'll flip a coin. We'll designate each one of them a stance to take and argue out their position. We'll take your votes on who we think won each round. And then those compiled with the survey, which we'll post on Twitter following this episode, will crown our one true king. Everybody wins, though. You're both here. We're both. We're excited to have both of you guys on. Even more excited that Dan couldn't be here. And uh, with that, <laughs> let's start the show. <laughs> I feel like I need the little
2: soundboard. Yeah, need like a little
0: <laughs> need
1: the intro there.
0: Yeah, it has been. I, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys educate me on about what's been going on for the past couple weeks because I feel like I've been doing this more often than not with both of my soccer teams every off season or both off seasons or transfer windows, or what have you. It's like, I, I've started to detach. And the more I've detached from social media, the more, even more I'm getting detached from the team right now and the news that's going on. And it feels like nothing has happened since Frank, aside from Frank de getting
2: uh, appointed and the draft, I feel like nothing's happened. There's a lot of rumors going around. Um, mingy Miggy transfer rumors, um, kind of here and there with Newcastle, um people thought Newcastle was over. Um looked like they weren't interested in kind can of just pl- now they're just playing coy looks like. Um Miggy that looks like there's definitely interest there with Newcastle and now they're in the relegation zone after this last weekend. Who knows how how things are going to go from there. Yeah. It's gonna be um, tough. I mean, I, I've dropped pretty bad words about Mike Ashley, their owner,
0: live on the show, and I, I I don't know that he's gonna splash cash to to bring in somebody.
2: It's a tough situation. Um, one of my buddies, Carl Segi, is a big Newcastle fan, so he. Um, I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I am very sorry, Carl.
2: Um, so that that would be great for him to see Mickey go on his team. Yeah. Have kind of saved them from from falling back down like they did uh, last year. Um. But it was kind of rumors back and forth with Miguel. Um, first, there's a rumor saying that the, the the team's transfer was set, but then he wanted too much money. He wanted 100000 a week, which is a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Miggy's agent said, no, no, no. We're set on this. It's the team that hasn't settled out with the transfer fee yet. So, you know, it's just all these rumors going back and forth, which is normal. Yeah. time of year. Um. Really with Darren, Darren Eels, he's completely experienced with this, being from Tottenham and all that. Yeah, um, Yeah. I would expect the month, you know, we've got the month until the 31st, you know, this is millions of dollars that they want. The question is, what happens if they don't uh, come to an agreement with the team from Miggy? And that's where you start to think about all the the different possibilities. Of course, you're limited to three DPs, and right now we've got You know, three and a half is is pity. You know, everyone's saying pity's here, pity's coming. Even uh, he said, he was interviewed, he said that he's getting kind of Oh, it's kind of the worst kept secret
1: in football right now. I mean, the Argentinian national team basically congratulated him, put up a whole post about it. His coach was saying how they have an excuse to come to Atlanta now. Uh, John, what are some of your thoughts on the Miguel signing, trading, uh, pity watch, and – the player acquisitions as, as they played out on the DP slots over the past couple weeks.
3: Yeah. 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 We should should call four of them. Um, uh, let's see. I think, uh, selling Miggy would be the best thing we could do. I mean, our team won't be as good, but we want to, uh, we want to show young players that we can flip them. And, uh, I mean, with pity, he's good. I don't want to say he's bigger than, than Miggy, but, uh, I mean, I've watched his highlights. I would not be upset if he joins our team. I mean, I'll be sad to see Miggy go, but all that money. And, um, you know, we can get more pitties. We can get more more Miguel's, more Joseph, more Tito. Um, yeah, the, the bigger question is, what of the four do you want to leave? You know, do you want Barco out? Do you want, do you want uh, Joseph gone? Do you want Miggy gone? If you had to choose one, you know, um, I wonder who's on the bottom of that list. So
1: let's start that uh, – let's start it off. We're not going to get into the formal – discussions here but what would you guys if you had to pick out of those four right our our three dps that we currently have between martinez miggy and barco and now adding pity to that conversation who uh who stays who goes
2: i think this is an easy one i mean barco's the youngest he's not even a starter for us he's he would be loaned out um probably you know temporary loan i don't i don't think they would sell him right off i don't think he's get they'd get the value back for him this soon so you loan them out, and that's a realistic uh proposition. Just depends on, you know, you don't want Miggy to be upset that that we hold up his transfer to Europe. Um, so that'd be the biggest thing I'd be worried about, you know. But this summer is a bigger, bigger transfer period for Europe. And so lo- I think a loan, a short-term loan to to somebody for for Barco would be the best idea. And even there's a rumor that um Independiente uh was gonna get yeah, Barco back. Yeah. Honestly, I think that to me that sounds like a a rumor that's kind of just thrown out there to make it a viable uh viable that we could do something like that not that we would but just to say you know for newcastle or whatever yep. and oh you got four dps you know you need to give it to them for cheaper say no we can we can loan out barco anytime we want to john what's your thought
3: um well i mean barco it uh it would make the most sense for him to go uh he pretty much t- touched up on everything um but he, he's almost like the, the easy one to get rid of. Um, hasn't really stepped into the, to the first team that well. Um, had some off the field issues. And uh, the other three are, I mean, pity going to be good. You know, you know he's going to be. But I think for team morale and for what it means for, for Miguel, you, you have to let him go. Uh, you have to sell him um, just, just to do right by him. And um, if we replace him with an equal caliber player, I think Barco can step in and, and fill in nice enough that we can we can win Concacaf.
0: Yeah, I, it seems to be the consensus in the uh in the trap. A lot of familiar faces, a lot of new names too. I'm happy to see this. Um so we have Hannah New saying yes, Barco out, Joe Johnstone, Barco loaned to Independiente. Uh Gator7 Seven Eleven, is uh Joey from yeah. from uh, Terminus Legion saying Barco as well. Ellie Bevan, Barco, Richard, Loan Out Barco, Domer, Barco Lone. Elliot Bevan, it
1: is a pity for Barco. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so, my only concern with that is, and another topic to discuss that's happened so far in the offseason is that we now know Atlanta United's new head coach and Frank DeBoer. Yes, Netherlands. Yes, excited. We'll save that for a second. But um, with Barco, you, you have a coach and an individual that's known to mold youth players in a meaningful way. I don't think that you have any issues moving Miggy somewhere. My argument would be to maintain Barco and, and sell Miggy because you know you're going to be able to sell Miggy, right? Barco, what are you really going to get for him right now? I think right now his stock is a little low, and it's not going to benefit the team other than freeing up the spot versus – Actually, getting him to develop some and not running the risk of Miggy getting injured or something transpiring over the next season. I don't know how much higher Miggy's stock is going to go than it is right now. Yeah, um,
0: it, it's crazy because there hasn't been, uh, after the past couple of years in, in Europe, there was so much cash splash. I feel like right now teams are being a little more austere. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not seeing these huge moves. You're not even seeing these 25, 30, 30 million pound moves that are going on right now. So it is, those kind of moves are at a premium. Right. I mean, if you, granted, he had a really bad showing for all intents and purposes in his first game for RB Leipzig, but Tyler Adams, who was one of the best midfielders in MLS last year, went over there for like $2 million, something like yep. that. I
1: and mean, how if did, uh... you take
0: a look at those two things, and then, sorry, I just wanted to touch on this point that Richard Gordon had, um, that whenever you're talking about Independiente wanting Marco back on a loan. The thing about that is, in most cases, whenever you loan out a player, you don't want to take on their entire salary. That's it. That's is exactly Independiente right. doesn't have any money right now. That's the right. whole reason they sold Barco to begin with, right? right? And then it, it, I don't want us to be able to, you know, having to foot the bill for that because right. I don't know how that works out. I, I understand. I mean, there's still a salary cap beyond the DP designations, and if we get rid of a DP, and we're still having to pay half, forty percent of his salary. I mean, that really hinders us because we have we already have some expensive guys on the books like McCann um who are making more than they probably
2: should and then i don't know it's just it's kind of tough no i I think you're exactly right and uh selling miggy now would be the best case scenario um showing showing other young uh south americans that were willing to get them onto europe um advertising the name atlanta united for europe um so that's that's the that's the best case i think darren's in a tough spot because he said he wouldn't get out of bed unless it was a 30 million million dollar. Offer. Yeah. And yeah. then if the, the offer is like 20 million and they're like moving their way up to, tw- you know, 20, 22 23, who knows where it is now. But he'll uh, just uh,
1: probably furlough all the unessential staff until he gets the deal that he wants, would be my guess. Political jokes. Yeah, <laughs> not here. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. We went to.
2: That's funny. We went to my wife and I went up to Kennesaw Mountain uh, while the kids were at school, and we get there and the parking lot's closed, and we park and walk. i like, "What's going on?" It's like, "Oh yeah, this is federal." Not oh today. no. <laughs> not There's still some like striders walking up the mountain. Like, should we go up?
0: Anything?
2: Yeah. So we walked around it instead.
0: Yeah. So you say you say you definitely think. Um, what do you think? Pity's going to be better than than Maggie, John. Is that were you saying? Um,
3: yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say that because of what Miguel has been to the team, the city, the locker room. I mean, I love watching him play, but um, I think uh, Pity is. So Miguel's better at pressing up the field vertically on a break. He he goes full speed with the ball at his feet, can spring an attack better than anybody. But uh, Pity's I think he's better with the ball on his feet on the wing. He can cross the ball in better, better vision. He can cut on the inside. Bend the ball back post. He can use his left foot, drive it low. I mean, he he can score, he can pass, he can assist. He's got a great first touch. You know, I've, I've watched all of those uh, YouTube videos with the uh, the EDM on in the background. You know, um, he uh, he's he's got it all. So uh, I mean, I'll go on, I'll go on the record and say, Pity will be better than Miguel for our team. Yeah.
1: So who do you think, knowing that Frank's coming in, I touched on it briefly uh him coming in as the head coach both where the players stand now i think there's a little bit of discrepancy between pity and barco but they're both relatively young players with high ceilings uh john i'll open up the floor to you what do you think their trajectories are uh independently of one another and where you think barco and pity may be going with the frank signing and frank in general for the team
3: yeah i mean uh Frank's the right hire for this. He, um, he can take young players and develop them, move them on. It, it's fun. If you look what, what, what happened at Ajax. you got, uh, I mean, look at the players they've moved on. They have, uh, I mean, you know, Suarez Ibrahimović played there. I mean, they're a list of players. They have a, a, all-star caliber best 11 world-class team. Uh, I'm not saying we'll do anything close to that, but if we could become half of that, yeah, if we could become the Ajax MLS, that would, uh, that's our goal, I think. And, um, I think he's the coach that can do it as for the trajectory of Barco. I mean, yeah, he can only go up from here. He showed some flashes of brilliance last year. He just needs to learn how to be more decisive in the attack. He's really good at keeping the ball moving left, moving right, drawing fouls. But, uh, I think he needs to be more decisive in the box. Um, yeah, he always, he makes his decision one touch too late, I think.
0: Yeah. I think that was saying that last year that, you know, Nobody moves better laterally and does nothing with the ball than than Ezekiel Barco did yeah. last year. That was but again I mean you touch on it the fact that he's young. I mean, it's if he learns the, to to have that Um incisive touch then he's gonna be a force to reckon with. I mean he had that stretch. I would say is I'm trying to remember what the stretch after he came back from first injury right whenever yeah. he the goal against chicago, chicago yeah. yeah, that chicago game was kind of his standout performance i felt like last year and then he kind of just you know the off the field stuff i think got into his head i think a lot of fans probably jeered him more than they should have i think
2: i think a lot of the off the field stuff was playing with his mind um he's he's a teenager coming to a different culture um recently married uh millionaire right off the bat and uh dealing with all these things and then uh trying to get into the first team and injured like all these mental things are going on. And then the whole thing with uh, Brandon Vasquez and who, you know, who knows all the details. I don't know if we ever will, but um, that, that going on, just all these mental things off the field things, I'm sure are playing with his mind. Um, And I was even saying with uh, Tata Martino here, I think that was a bad, a bad fit for him because Tata Martino is such a fatherly figure, just kind of like someone you would never want to disappoint. Um, someone who's going to give you that tough love and and you really care for you as a person. Um, I was almost thinking that this, you know, Frank DeBoer would be a great choice because he's, you know, stern but not like very personal. It's like, I don't care what you do off the field. Just, you know, go there and work. Just keep working. Um, I think that'd be great for Barco to have uh, Frank DeBoer here with him.
0: Yeah. Another big thing that happened during uh, offseason last week, we
1: had the MLS draft at the end of last week, right? Yep. Uh, Save the best for last in his own words. Yeah, and uh, pick up Anderson Asiadu from UCLA. Yeah, little bulldogish midfielder from Ghana. Yeah, from so. uh, from playing on what? What did uh, Jade put out a trailer video for? His like <laughs> of course from he playing did. Yeah. on dirt fields in Ghana to playing inside Mercedes Benz. Or you something could
0: have just like that. played that Clint Dempsey rap video. Be- you know, have you ever? He's like, no. does Breck pretty, Shea have pretty one? Pretty much yet? the same thing. Oh man.
2: It's just a matter
1: of time I now mean, he's in Atlanta, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I was telling my friend, yeah, if you guys read the article or any of his backstory articles, um, ATC did a great one, um, about just some of his past history. Is like I was texting my friends, guys, you got to read this. If you try not to cry when you read it, if, if you don't cry when you read it, I don't want to be a friend. <laughs> so I was, uh, really just like he he's coming from the poorest you know, poorest part of Africa. There's a lot of great places, you know, industrialized in, in Ghana and Nigeria, but he comes from a very poor part. Um, no electricity and his mom dies when he's 10 and his grandma takes him over, but can't afford to pay for him for or can't afford to, to raise him. So she, she drops him off at an orphanage. And then a high school coach comes and like scouts and picks him up and takes him to New Jersey. And then he goes to Monmouth and then at UCLA just kind of uh, not used to, uh, not used to the different cultures. And even one part he, uh, tried to use the, tried to defecate or, or urinate on the field and they're like, no, 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 you gotta, we go inside here. It's like, oh, I, I never went inside before. It's like mm-hmm. it's completely Man. different things. Um, it's a really, really touching story. Um. Go read about it if, uh, if you haven't yet.
0: Yeah. What do you think about that pick, John? I mean, um, it seems like he's kind of an understudy um, under maybe Jeff Lorenowitz and,
3: and Nagby and, and Rometty. Yeah, I mean, I think we have a, a pretty good midfield as it is, and it's going to be tough to break into it. Um, you know, Gressel was a diamond in the rough. You know, I, I wish um, every player we draft can turn into that. But with Remedi and Nagby, I mean, Lorena would be definitely a little bets. But um, as far as their starters, you know, for, him to, for him to break in, it's going to be tough. So uh, I don't know a lot about – I don't have all the backstories about him defecating on the field or, uh, you know, that orphanage story. That was cool. Um, so I, I'm wishing the best. I wish every player we signed became, became elite. Um, but I do love – I do love uh, Ghanaians. Some, they, they can play soccer. So
1: well, that point about people wanting the best for people, uh, another big signing that's happened in this off season so far was the acquisition of Breck Shea, who was at Vancouver. Lastly, yeah. Yeah, so, he was. um, yeah. a big sort of dividing mentality between the fan base about whether people are excited about him or kind of lamenting it a little bit. Uh, what, what are your thoughts, John on wanting the best for players? I think all of us, Stand a reason, share that mentality, and we've seen this team take players that maybe were forgotten or overlooked in the league and turn them into something else. And others that the answers still are the what's the what's the phrase the not the answer is still out the uh, jury still out the, uh, jury's still out on a few. So um, it's like the Grant Strangler case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on Breck Shea? Uh, another big signing for Atlanta so far.
3: Yeah. Um, I think he was just added as a, now he was added as a true depth piece. Um, he has the international experience with the U S men's national team. Uh, he played in England. Um, but he, I think he's been a little bit of a disappointment and he, he definitely has personality. I just hope his, uh, his personality doesn't get in the way of him as a player. You know, um, it'd be great if he could come in and compete for that starting job, but we have, uh, we, we have enough, um, i forgot who's who's the uh the young 16 year old i forgot his name wow hello huh hello yeah i mean we have we have enough where we don't we don't need breck shea but i i want to see him succeed and uh i just can't get over his hair his outfits his clothes he's something else
2: yeah you guys know beck hansen like i'm a loser baby yeah everybody's got tall beck hansen yeah Yeah. i could see that eccentric kind of quiet um Be- brett and breck is kind of similar to beck too um yeah. <laughs> but uh i remember when we got Darlington to nagby uh, a lot of portland fans are like hey you know good luck with him you- he's gonna frustrate you to no end in the attacking third because he's gonna miss and blah blah." exactly blah, blah. and then we're like okay and then we just put him in the right place great point. to succeed um Breckshay, shea i think was making like uh Three uh, seven hundred fifty thousand or so. At that particular. is my biggest
1: concern: is what we're so paying him now.
2: Rumor, rumors are that we're paying about one third of that.
1: Well, oh, that'd be $200, great. I, I'm I'm on board at that at that um, price yeah. point. Anything above five five fifty, I That's think, a is lot. a way a way too
2: much. And so he, he's artistic, he's creative, he's uh, eccentric. I can see him either taking this. You know, it's it's a humbling move to to uh, get a pay cut like that. Um, but I can see him either say, you know, this is my career. This is this another chance. Let me really jump in here and work hard. Or he can be like, you know what? Uh, I've got other stuff going on in my mind. I think we'll see pretty quickly which, uh, which we're going to get. Yeah.
1: And old Buffalo Bill's got a good point. We're going to have two starting <laughs> jobs, one for CCL, one for the league. Shea will be a great yeah. starter for league. We really do have two approaches to this season that the team has to take just because of the additional games on our calendar and on our schedule. I think uh, – who was it talking that we have a chance at winning, like, six trophies this season or something either, it's like It's either that? five or six. Yeah, I um, mean, it, it's going to be ridiculous between CCL, Open Cup, regular season play, Campiones Cup. Um, yeah, there are
0: two of those – there's two of those um, – Trophies come from single games, though. Champions Cup and then the Man. world, the World Cup. Well, I guess no, that one's not. But the uh, the Club World Cup. Yep. Uh, but one thing I wanted to point out is people were talking about. You know, I think that's part of the the perception. I, I the misperception here is, and I told you this whenever whenever I saw the rumblings or we were you talking about the Brexay signing early on. Is I've always kind of been a. Uh, I, I was a really big fan of him. Kind of from the start, and, and I'm an apologist for his his recent play. So I don't know if I'm the most objective source whenever it comes to this, it's but... like
1: me and you and our friendship. You're just a Kevin apologist half the time. I feel like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's yes. like I have a lot of potential, but I've just never it's really capitalized on I, it.
0: I, it's my fault for playing you at left back.
1: <laughs> that's really it. Really, well, is. no.
0: That's that's one thing that uh, I think that people are talking about now is you know he's a left wing back he's a left back and and that's what he was doing at at vancouver but i feel like he was kind of deputized in that role because he was more playing just a straight out and out winger whenever he was really thriving and i think that whenever you talk about and and it might be harder for him to break in on the left wing up further up the field but i mean you are talking about bellow you're talking about mccann talking about mikey ambrose if he uh if he comes back that are probably going to supplant breck shea but breck shea i think He's one of my favorite types of players in that he is, he's big, he's imposing, but he's also fast. And I think that always just, we've talked about that before with Brandon Vasquez, whenever he's been deployed on the wing, and even Gressel to an extent, who's kind of hefty, um, that it kind of screws up. The, uh, the momentum it, and the
1: pace that they want to play. In.
0: Yeah, exactly. The the, the the backs or the fullbacks that they're going up against don't know how to react a lot of the time. I think and some
1: I, of that depends on... I mean, Gressel has found success because he's not as stocky or not as slow, and he, and he is a more versatile player, versus Vasquez, who I think plays a little bit more of a forward role just like what kenwin would do and he ends up getting a little stuck up there in that position in no man's land versus what we expect to see out of our wingers and backs to be tracking up and down the field so it all depends on if frank starts to change that approach to the attack and where he fits into that so um Anybody having issues with the video feed? I think Joe is on dial-up still. I don't know where everybody else is. I think
0: everybody's okay. Okay, cool. All right. I just dropped down the quality a little bit, just in case. All right, Just in case we're taking up too much bandwidth.
1: All right. Um, Okay, so we did the – any other uh, comments on Breck before we move on?
2: I just think we trust the analytics that they did on him. I mean – but same with same with and front like, office we trust like, right what, I, mean, I mean like yeah. what, are they, what are they seeing him his height it, his uh speed his shot strength i mean i don't know what else but you know trust trust what they're doing yeah
0: he had a couple not top 10 plays that happened last year and i i hope Absolutely. that kind of stay out of his mind yeah um, it was awful granted he vancouver wasn't the best of teams during the majority of last year i feel like so yeah
1: Uh, Other big thing, uh, part of this never-ending season and the multiple trophies that Atlanta will win is how and what they'll be wearing when playing towards those trophies. So a lot of discussion about the kit redesign. We all know that there is a new home kit this season. Interested to hear some of your thoughts. There's been a lot of speculation on different fan-created kits, maybe some of the things that you're thinking that you'd like to see or what you maybe anticipate seeing.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm all about getting in the – you know, expect it. Expect it to, to leak at some point. And I, I, I thought it would have come earlier than this, but um, all, all. I like to keep it simple. I like the five stripes, at least for now. I don't know if we should always stay in five stripes. Well, the club
1: has come out and made a public uh, announcement that the five stripes is, is the only logo. beholden to the crest. Yeah. So, and my thought is that. I think that that holds while the AmFam logo and sponsorship is in place. And then the, that expires after next season. So maybe the next wave of home kits, the five stripes goes away. I think it might be a little premature now, but you and I were talking before the show. I think yeah. the, the most creative option is essentially to switch the red sleeves and back for a black sleeve and back. Yeah. And that's been the, the best option I've seen so far.
2: Yeah, keeping it simple, I like that mock-up that that we were looking at, Um, except it had the gold down the the armpits. I'd rather it stay on the shoulders, um, but that looked really, really nice.
0: What about you, John? What do you think, uh, what are you hoping for in terms of the, uh, or not hoping for?
3: Well, I mean, I love the five stripes. That's our name. Uh, We got to stay true to that. Just put some gold trim on it. Um, It'd be fun, though, if we could go crazy and get, uh, have you seen the Waffle House? Mock up jerseys, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be fun if we could do that, but I, I know we can't. But um, you yeah, know maybe just switch the colors, add some gold trim, something classic though. We we want to keep that that tradition, classic excellence, um something classy
2: as long as it's got a star on it,
3: guys. Yep. Yeah, yeah, th- exactly. There's that, but yeah, I always feel about the collars, I like, colors. Colors. Colors, I yeah. like a collared <laughs> kit, man. Well, Adidas, uh, they make like the, a, they make the kits.
1: I like the Portland collared kits. They're a little bit different. It's like the higher collar versus like the longer, yeah. floppier collars. I like the Portland collars more than more than others. Um, yes, yeah, peach Michelle will stay in place. They're they're this
3: Real I know you can't. Uh, all the podcasters, you got Simba that can't hear it, but uh, maybe something like this for a jersey design I would be like pretty it. cool. I like um, it. So uh, yeah, baby Declan, he was born five days before. We won the cup, so he's he's kind of the reason we won the cup. Yeah, I
1: I agree, and I think Dan has another one coming in just a couple weeks. So, (laughs) I mean, do we need to have
2: a debate now? He can you just give him the Twitter vote right now?
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I feel I feel like we need to get a screenshot of that whenever you. uh, What's the name by the way? Uh, Declan. Declan, Uh, we're gonna get Iron Tooth to do a little Declan. (laughs) collage <laughs> yes.
3: pieces. Yeah, not the Jay Riddle. Yes. Kids. Kick them off, throw them uh, off the side of the mountain. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Now, what were you saying about the Adidas collared kits?
3: Yeah. Um, Adidas makes all the, all the kits for Major League Soccer. And uh, if you look at all of them, there's not a lot of uh, versatility, not a lot of um, distinguishing features in all of them. So that's what I like about ours. It's different than all the other ones. Whatever we do, as so long as we're not carbon copy of the rest of the league, yeah, you know, make it make it something like this that stands out. That's all I want.
2: There's no faux collars where the colors just change, make it look like yeah. It? Oh, that's awful.
0: Yeah, I was think. I think I saw Joey talking about a um a concept kit that had the hoops. Like circle the hoops around the jersey? Uh, yeah, the bumblebee stripes. Oh, God. I love, I I I'm too. a huge fan of those, I like uh, those US men's national team I like jerseys. Oh, I,
2: like, I like that. I don't know if I want it now for yeah. Atlanta United. Maybe, you know, Barcelona went like 100 years and then they finally got hoops for one time. I'd <laughs> like to stay with stripes for now. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Um, so we did kit redesign, Frank, Pity Watch, Breck Shea, uh, Anderson signing. Uh, other things are, we do have the Mexico game coming up in Atlanta at the. Well, that's in September or no? That's no, July. it's June. No, June July? or July, right? Yeah. yeah, June or July in the summer. Excited? Going to it? The Mexico, the return of Tata. No,
2: I'm not. No, I'm not going to
1: go. There. You're not going to no, go to I it? I mean,
2: it's great. Um, yeah, Mexican fans are great. They're, you know, they support their team a lot in the United States. Mexico plays actually more, I think you'd have to fact check this, but they play a lot of games in the United States. Yeah. Um, a lot of friendlies in the United States because they know they'll sell. Yeah. Um, I think it's great for Atlanta, not necessarily great for me or. Atlanta United. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: What are your what, thoughts, John?
3: Um, yeah, I want to go, uh, love the US men's national team. Love Atlanta United. That's it. That's where my allegiance is. Stop. Um, so yeah, I'll go um, for sure. I've I've been to every soccer game at the Benz, um, counting the All Star game, championship game, playoff games. Uh, I don't see it stopping.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I mean, we got enough players that can get an easy call up for that game. We do It'll be right there. <laughs> no, what I was going to say is it against U.S. Men's National Team. I believe so.
0: No. I know because they, they didn't haven't. announce it. No, they haven't even announced the opponent yet.
1: Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. I just saw. Yeah. I didn't even think about that.
0: Yeah. So here's a, here's a question to Ventus. <laughs> that would be, that'd be really
1: stupid.
0: Um, knowing how much everybody loves Tata Martino and what he did for this team for the past two
1: years, it's against Argentina.
0: If, if it's against if it's against uh, anybody really, other than maybe um, Barcelona. Yeah, but Bar- you're so dumb. <laughs> you are so dumb. No, oh, it's against Ajax. Oh Are, yeah, I think I think this <laughs> I think this struck right. a debate in, in the in the last World Cup since we missed people wanting to cheer for, like Fox Sports pushing everybody to cheer for Mexico. Would you cheer? Would you be more inclined to cheer on Mexico if it wasn't against the U.S. Men's National Team or your country or your home country? What well, if it's
1: against Netherlands? That would be I um, want that.
0: Would you be more inclined now to uh, cheer for Tata if you or cheer for Mexico with Tata there now? It depends on who they're playing. That's what I just said.
2: I, I love Tata Mariana. I I I'll have to wait and see how I react because I don't cheer for Mexico. I like Mexico. Yeah, like, I don't yeah, I like, same here. You know, th- when Mexico does well, it makes us look better. I I hope they do well. I hope they don't get embarrassed and uh you know, they've got a lot of great young talent, they've got great fans. But I mean I'm a US MNT fan, so I don't cheer for Mexico.
1: Yeah.
3: You no, in that same I mean I hate Mexico, I always have. I mean not the nation, you know, don't get me wrong. Uh, huh. Just the Mexican national team. Uh, yeah, no, nah, it's okay. Um, but uh, I love Tata. I'd like to see him succeed. I hate saying that. Uh, I'll probably uh, cry myself to sleep in the shower in the fetal position if they win anything significant. If, but I want us to win too. But um, either way, so long as uh, so long as he does good things, I'll be happy for him. And if that means silently rooting for mexico it won't be the worst thing that happens um besides it, it'd be a big uh it'd be a big fuck you to the u.s men's national team for not even considering hiring him yeah how do you not interview how do you not interview him so i wouldn't mind seeing him win just to show the in- incompetency of the u.s men's national team They're
2: doing a good job on their own <laughs> yeah
0: for sure one thing i did want to ask but they're talking about uh the documentaries uh soccer documentaries in the chat I know Kevin you were big on the Sunderland till I die. Very big Knowing fan. now Carl I had no I, Carl's a Jordi or, or can you bring yourself to watch Sunderland until I die or does it make you very happy to watch the ending of that?
2: I was going to I was going to ask about that too. I haven't had a chance to. So,
0: yeah, it's uh um,
2: for Carl there. <laughs> he says yes. So it <laughs> makes him very
0: happy to watch them get them get relegated
2: the, that I watched that. I finished that uh, this week. Um, it was really well done. Really did well you produced. just watch it like
1: I did clutching your yeah. Atlanta United scarf and, yes. and being very thankful for all the run of form that we've had the past two years? Oh,
2: you know, <laughs> not only that, but even considering the bigger picture as far as is pro rel good. Um, and then th- this is where you come into MLS, like MLS gets a lot of criticism for the salary cap for growing so slowly, which yep. they deserve criticism. Um, but at this moment, um, looking at looking at overspending, how a great club, um hit me say Sutherland's a great club, right? Um, because they're big rivals in Newcastle. Um, but it's a big club, great support, big stadium, one of the biggest, uh, regular stadiums in the country. And then, you know, after our owner takes a few bad turns, a few bad investments, and then stops caring about the team, the team just crashes down. Yeah. And, you know, we don't have that in the United States. And then really,
1: no,
0: as you're,
2: as you're developing your brands and MLS, you know, you don't want a team to free fall like that. I um, do.
1: There's a few teams that I
2: want, <laughs> and, then, and then you go to balance. You know, it's gone to the other side where the some owners, like uh, in New England in particular, he's got the money. Like people criticize Atlanta, like, are oh, you just buying your way to a championship. Well, look at New England; he's got money, right? Oh, Bill Holcomb. And then we- he's not doing anything with it. He's just like, yeah, I'm just going to collect my check uh, from the team. And so th- there needs to be a balance. I would like to see in like an MLS one and two. The league grows; you can get relegated to yep. the second division. But then if you're at the bottom. There's a floor that you're not just, you know, relegated into obscurity. Well, I think that
1: that's kind of the direction and precedent that they've set, right? Is that with this next year, they're doing the three divisions. And so all of the teams with a two in their name, like Atlanta United 2, will be in that third division. So that teams like Louisville and uh, I guess what... um, Charleston. Nashville would still be. They can start to prepare a division that a pro rail system starts to make sense that you still have a yeah. lower division team that it will always be there and it's not kind of sinking down three and four tiers right. to,
0: we're getting we're getting two de- pro rails another completely yeah, different discussion Okay, um, quit, quit avoiding quitting quit avoiding that whatever the task what, what at the, the people
1: are here for yeah all right okay so tim why don't you flip the coin And we will what? So how do you want to do this again?
0: I'm going to flip the coin heads. Nathan gets to pick the first uh, stance. So Kevin's going to read a topic. uh, He's going to read the two stances and then whoever. uh, So heads for Nathan tails for John. Whoever wins gets to choose the first topic. You guys vote in the trap. Let us know who, who made a more compelling case. Okay. And then that person gets to pick the I really wish next we game. had a soundboard.
1: Oh, I can do this. All right, you ready? <laughs> Go ahead, flip it. Round one. <laughs> All right, it's heads. So the choice goes to Nathan. Yes. So Nathan, you get to make the choice between two players, which was a contentious battle the past few seasons last year, especially in the starting lineup between Gressel and Tito Vigalba.
2: I will pick uh, and argue for Gressel, first of all, because that's what Tata Martino picked, and he won us a championship starting Gressel. Um, Gressel um, has a German background, uh, German mentality. He's gone for, you know, learned a lot, progressed basically game to game, can see his progression and how much he's learned and and gone and grown um, game to game. Didn't really see that with Tito. Tito, you know, started strong and have a good game. is very inconsistent. Um, got injured. That's why he's put on the bench. And then Gressel, um, his, his versatility playing, you know, up top, playing on the wing, playing in the midfield, playing uh, dif- uh, the right back, uh, wing back, all these different places. Uh, he, he forced, and really I was surprised when he, at the beginning of last year, when he said, uh, I'm going to be starting, I'm like, doing the math like do 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 we got barco i don't see him starting but he proved everyone wrong
1: all right so some shots fired there before john can even get a word out john taking defense of tito Vijalba over gressel in the starting lineup what are your thoughts
3: yeah um let's see so tito uh only reason he lost his starting job was because he got injured uh i don't think tata would have went to gressel had tito not gotten injured uh tito he fits the style of the team better you yeah. know He's a cutthroat player. He's an assassin out there. Um, they're two completely different styles. You know, Gressel more like a jackknife, where Tito is a true attacker. So, uh, if we could find a way to get them both on the field, that would work. But as far as just a straight out attacker, I think Villalba got—he has the better skills. Uh, Gressel belongs on the wing, crossing the ball in. He's got—he's got the best cross in the game. That cross he had against uh, New York from from midfield when he bent it into Joseph in, in New York. Uh, that's where Gressel belongs Tito running down the field scoring goals
1: all right uh people in the trap who do you think not between Gressel and Tito but between Nethel, Neth- Nethel. <laughs> Nathan and Jacob who do you think <laughs> 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 one one round one and uh we'll, we'll see your votes and we'll, we'll kind of try to tally them up again this will come down to a vote at the end through our Twitter poll but <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nethal weapon.
1: <laughs> Nethal <laughs> weapon. There's your uh, there's name. there's That's your fantasy, fantasy league name. Yeah. What's what's
3: my new name? I forgot. What is it?
1: Well, it depends. We got it depends on the day and when you ask. It, what did I just say? Jacob. Uh, well, it's up to you to earn your real name back. We'll just
3: leave it at that. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So far we have uh, we have three for John. So we're gonna go ahead and give John. Uh,
1: oh. We oh, got, we got we one got for three for John, one for one for oh, we got four. Uh, okay. John taking it away on round one. So John's going to take one in the voting. What we will do is we'll, we'll take, we'll take the, All we're cutting off the vote at Gator 7-11 who said Gressel uh, too late. No more, no more cuts there. <laughs> it was Nathal. You missed it. It's done. Okay. So, John, we'll take round one. We'll factor these in. This will be graded on a curve whenever we get the final results in for our survey. uh, We'll throw some (laughs) stats and trends in there and see how you guys did. All right. i love loving the souvenir cup, by the way, John.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got like 10 of these. I want to get every player to sign it. That'd be pretty sweet. All around Gressel. Uh, The hard one's going to be Assad, but he'll be back. Don't worry. Goals in life. You know, Mm got to set them high.
1: Round two, Tim, flip the coin. No, John gets to pick. Oh, yeah, because yeah, John he won. won. Yes. Okay, it's John make won. it, take it. It's okay. like the make playground. It, take it. Yeah. No checks. You don't get to check it in here. So you made it. You take it. It's up to you now. So round two. Your options to defend are between Pop-Tarts and Toaster Strudel. Make your case.
3: Okay. Um, I mean, you got to go Pop-Tarts, right? They're uh, less messy. You can eat them on the go. Strudel's flaky. Sometimes you mess up putting the icing on. Yeah, it's hard to get the exact, the ratio of icing to strudel just right. You always end up with too much icing at the end or not enough. You know, Pop-Tart, consistent. You get just the right amount of icing, just the right amount of filling. Love me some Pop-Tarts.
1: All right, bonus. uh, Bonus on the Pop-Tart. I will give the same to Nethal, whenever it gets to be his choice. Um, if you had to choose a flavor of Pop-Tart, this will go against you if you pick the wrong flavor. The community will speak to this. One choice in Pop-Tart. Go.
3: Cinnamon and sugar. Alright. Going going deep on that one. That's the best. Right.
1: Nethal. Toaster Strudel.
3: So those Toaster
2: strudels, I would argue are vastly superior to those dry crusty... <laughs> <laughs> To dry out your mouth out of the box they're flaky because they're made with real butter uh you put them in the toaster you start to smell it cooking right away um the strawberry you know is warm and it uh is gooey as you as you eat it the icing the icing is a bonus you don't have to use it if you're bath your hands then you don't have to put it on but i like putting it on you make your own designs with it you can sign your name with it You could go
1: gird it if you really wanted to. You You just just... eat the
2: icing. Exactly. What's so bad about icing? You let, um, and then they're soft, and so that's why toaster strudels are
1: better. I was going to say
0: I grew up with an older brother. Where I was going to ask you this as a bonus question: What do you do? It's the last toaster strudel. You put it in the uh the toaster, and then you pull out the box, and uh the person who last ate it used two icing (laughs) packets. (laughs) Do you throw it away?
1: or do you power through it you
2: yeah, have power through it i all mean right.
1: so uh what what flavor toaster strudel which, which way are you looking classic at classic strawberry classic strawberry uh, all right for me it's sausage egg and cheese <laughs> oh my man my man with the icing. especially <laughs> that especially that little cold core in the middle oh yeah i like that i like that it's a it's all right a...
0: in the trap nathan put nathan for uh toaster strudel john for pop
1: tarts and this is not personal preference. This is how they made the arguments here, people. I cannot understate that because some of these things are going to be contentious, and it's hard to not let personal opinion sway your votes. But these gentlemen have fought valiantly throughout the season in fantasy, and now they're fighting valiantly. We are trying to crown a true king here, guys. All right. So we got a couple for John out the boat. We got one for Nathan up top. We got a ooh, this one. This one's kind of split here. Yeah, might have to flip a coin for this one. Oh, we got oh, a couple oh, more, John. Oh, oh. oh no, Nathan, back again, John. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. John's pulling away. Do you want to recount? Dude. What do you think, Nathan? <laughs> are you can are you content to give this one to John?
2: I just want to make sure everyone knows that I'm Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> just in case there's any. Comment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're right, Joey, Joey. Joey did say something about name tags. He said he's going to leave true. us a bad review. We'll, we'll get professional at some point. We'll get the lower thirds going on the yeah, on the screen. Yeah,
1: we need to. All right, so I think we'll. I think we'll. I think it's consensus that one goes to John. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. So that one goes to John as well, uh, for Team Pop Tarts. Uh, who knows what put it over the edge? Was yeah. I mean,
0: C- Cecilia Stevens, new name, welcome. Saying uh, originally strudel, but John made a good That's case. A great case. Yeah.
1: It's good. Okay. All right. So, John. But, but
0: for real, it's about the chocolate fudge toasted with some peanut butter on the back of it. Oh, man. Oh, boy. No, dude. you Do strawberry
1: with a little bit of peanut butter on there. Or just chocolate chip and double deck it. Fucking right, dude. I'm all about that life. Let's go, <laughs> homie. All right. um, So, John, make it, take it. There was a lot of discussion as we neared the end of last season. Where Atlanta United was in the running for two different situations, two different trophies about which one really meant more. Ultimately, Atlanta United won the cup. You see where this decision and this direction is going. Round three, shield versus cup. Go. Yeah,
3: yeah. I've always, I've liked, always liked better. Better. <laughs> it's so it's, so
1: it's. which one was that? Man? Sorry.
3: Yeah. What?
1: Which Not one did shield. you?
3: Like? Yeah, the shield. It okay. uh, is the triumph over, uh, over the marathon. I think, uh, it cream rises to the top at the end and, uh, to the, to the foreign players, it's what they're used to. So I would say, yeah, you go for the shield, something about just winning over an extended period of time. It's a bold
1: choice. I, I know a lot of people are going to be swayed because Atlanta won the cup and Nathan, with that, your argument for the cup over the 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 shield. So absolutely, it's
2: the what do we what do we have here? I mean, what do we print on our scarves here? This is a cup. This is what we won. Um, the cup is superior. The supporter shield would make sense if it's a balanced schedule, but with East and West, you don't play the same people, and so it's not a good comparison. It's not a good reflection of who's the best at the end of the year. Ask New York Red Bulls if they would trade all of their supporters' shield for one MLS Cup. I'm sure they'd say yes. And then one more word, the star. What gets you the star on your kit is the MLS Cup.
1: All right. My my vote is it's whichever one you're going for, whichever one you're winning. If I think a lot of people may... They may not agree with me right now because Atlanta happens to be in the driver's seat and just won the cup. But I think some of that depends on which one did you win. I think a lot of those New York Red Bulls fans might, they, they're obviously salty. They didn't have the cup, but at the time of the shield, that was more important. I think, I think both of you made great arguments and uh, a lot of that's conditional, but out the gate, Nathan, with all the votes right now, I think I've got one for John. Anybody else get your votes in now. It's a
3: landslide. Yeah, it is a, I, landslide. I vote for Nathan. He's got my vote. That was solid.
1: All right, we're calling it. We're calling it with Chris, with Nathan, at Iron Tooth. Uh, that'll be the last vote. Stop it, Domer. You're ruining it. No more. That's it. Stopping it with Domer now.
0: I do love – I just want to point this out. It's We were talking about uh, talking about this earlier. Chris, Iron Tooth, saying, you know we have 30,000 shield scarves hidden in a warehouse somewhere. No, they
1: <laughs> <We> absolutely <laughs> do. No, I,
0: they're – Oh, well, if they have 2018 printed on them, I, I imagine they're over in a third world country by now.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, for I would sure. hope so, at least.
1: Yeah, with all those Alabama trophy shirts. No, that's well, not a good point. Okay,
0: are... that's true. I like Joel's point. Rev Rev United saying, uh, who has a Supporters' Shield par- a parade?
1: Yeah, That's a good point. No, yeah. That's a good point.
0: Sad sacks.
1: All right, so coming up on round four, uh, first two heavy-handed wins to John. Round three went to Nathan. Coming up to round four. Another contentious debate that happened last season was in the starting position of two other individuals in the lineup. Uh, a conversation that's really happened since Atlanta United started. Uh, we were in a little bit of a limbo state of what, before he got to the team, but we knew we, he was coming. As we go into the third season, I think no position is a given, and you must fight for your role on the pitch. So in the debate of Can versus Guzan, who do you take, Nathan?
2: Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Round four, go. Can versus Guzan. Uh, that is not fair. Um, <laughs> so I'll pick Guzan. Um, Guzan had the pedigree of playing in England for all those years, even though he didn't have the best of showing. He didn't have the best of defenses either. He played in Europe. Um, he He came in. He's a shop stopper. he He's better with his feet he He learned how to distribute the ball a little bit differently than what he was used to under Tata Martino. Um They played it back to him very, very often. um and he's i mean, he's got a rhyme after him. I, I mean he, he's what can you say about can? I mean, can, can, I mean you can't even make a, a chant for can.
0: Are you kidding? Yes, we can. <laughs> yeah, I okay. think that's.
2: Yeah, but that's, yeah that's, I like it. I guess. That's all
0: right, John, you're on the clock, way. man. Make right, it count.
1: John, the argument what's for you, Alec can. And yeah, go? of yeah.
3: course. I mean, it's, it's a no doubt. No doubt. No. There's so no many, no many. that you can have about trying mean, to You're like, because you can, can, can. Um, and then if you change the question to uh about uh, Khan versus Guzan. Well then you got you know every time he makes a good save you scream like con like Star Trek <laughs> so I mean I've always liked Khan. He commands the box better than Guzan. I'll give him that. You know, yeah, obviously Guzan's the you know the national team player. It's easy to go with him. But Khan, sorry, I do it again, can can command the box better than Guzan. That's his one weakness. And uh, yeah, I want to I want to see Guzan step that up this year.
1: You know, one of the arguments that, and I don't want to do this for you, John, but one of the arguments and one of the critical flaws in your dispute was the ceiling for both players and where they're trending and where what their trajectory is. So
0: I, I'm a little disappointed. You didn't even say he's a hometown kid. And where the hometown kid is, there's a hometown some flaws kid. in your
1: argument, but nonetheless, you had the more challenging position. Let's get those votes in, guys, between Nathan and John. This could potentially tie the vote here. Uh, let's go. So vote or die, people vote or die. Did he said it? Did he said it? We're saying it. A lot ooh, of people coming ooh, in. Iron Tooth. We got a couple Iron for Tooth John. Got a, Joe Johnstone with a John. Oh, a couple of a couple of votes oh, for oh, John. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. And here comes the, here comes the Nathan wave. The Nate train. The Nate
3: Nathan train. the cupcake. Anybody, I mean, come on. Who are you going to choose for real? <laughs> you're, you're supposed to vote on the argument, not... Not who's the better, like who's going to be the better. I tried to preface it
1: before round four, man. I don't make the rules. I don't get to vote for people. The trap has spoken, Nathan, in a landslide, tying the vote internally <laughs> here tonight. With
2: their voices heard,
1: Nathan takes round four.
2: No, I agree that wasn't completely fair. Don't worry, but we're gonna get
1: even. There's some silly ones in here, but that's just that's like Macaulay. You, you got to balance it out, guys. You just gotta, like Macaulay Culkin
0: did back in 1993, we were about to get even with Dad.
2: That's right. That's and right, guys, That really was a funny debate, and then, I thought we were gonna you say know, it was a funny movie because it was. <laughs> oh, Ted
0: dancing was fantastic,
1: and it's getting hot in here. You gotta, you gotta take this coat off, guys. It's heating up. Competition's fierce. <laughs> All right. So no, don't you, don't I, you look. I, I'm, well I guess you get to I'm pick inside what you, you're doing. you get to pick anyway so so round five is coming up uh some individuals that we already talked about on the show tonight and some unknowns I'll give you that, but an argument that needs to be made and it will be up to you on how to make it but in come in terms of where the team is headed versus where it's come from and in the front office, Tata Martino versus Frank DeBoer, which position will you
2: take? I'll take Tata Martino. Round four, five, fight. So Tata Martino um, is proven to um, not only win championships, but bring uh, bring young players along. And um, he's the more sought-after coach. Um, Frank DeBoer right now, we don't know what his next step will be. He had two colossal failures. And you can argue, I mean, I'm I'm a huge Frank DeBoer fan, but you could argue that we don't know what's going to happen next with him. We don't know if uh, if his failures were just because of club disorganization, like he says, or because there's something flawed about his process. Um, Tanto Martino, we know what we're going to get. Even though he had lost a few finals, that was scary for us in the moment. He won us MLS Cup. He He organized the team he organized even down to the youth level um in for atlanta United um if he if we had to choose who to stay, I would say let's stick with Tata Martino um before going to a new coach um I fully support the new coach but um with with Tata martino he, he he's he, he gained, he he's gained so much support because of his process because of his winning uh just winning games. And then he showed not only um, idealism during the regular season, but also uh, very pragmatic in the playoffs and got got it done.
1: All right. A couple of people getting ahead of ourselves. Again, this is back to the arguments, not personal opinions. I, th- I got a feeling this is going to be a heated debate. I might have to take tallies here. Either way, John taking the stance of Frank DeBoer yeah. over Tata. You know, yeah. go.
3: Um, so uh, start with the obligatory Frank the Tank, Frank the Tank, Frank the Tank. It's uh, just
1: typos oh. for days. There you go. It feels um, good once
3: it hits your lips. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll go to Bed Bath & Beyond when we're done. Um, okay. But I, I have one one dispute you said. Uh, Tata can really bring up young people. I mean, Frank, Frank can do that. He's more known for that. So I, I'd actually side with Frank on that one. And then, uh, yeah, Tata can win championships, but he did lose the shield. So uh, you do have that to look at. You know, um, Frank had, had a winning culture at Ajax. He, he can bring up the young players. You know, you talk about where the team's been, but you also asked where it's trending. And, uh, you know, we got to get, get the treble, you know, and to do that, we need the shield. Uh, Tata was really good at starting the club, attracting the big names. But for development, growth, long-term, long-term opportunity – uh, I'll side with Frank, he can put us in the next five years to that true, that that elite IAX. I mean, Tata came with the flair, the, the pomp, but uh I think Frank, I mean he look look at his eyes and tell me you don't believe in him. When he scares you down, you yeah, know, man, he he's tremendous. And then Tata, you gotta think even Mexico doesn't want Tata too much. Um they're on the fence about about Tata down there. So uh, I'll I'll go with with trending in the right direction with Frank see look at that man i'm scared
1: all right man i mean look at <laughs> to, to talk about staring somebody down i think your point was made there i, I will respect the callback in making your defense of frank Debore of using a previous stance of the shield to to poke holes in the validity of a tata martino system in losing the shield so I'll give a bonus point personally on that front.
0: I think the Comic Con goers like to call that uh, continuity. I like it. Yeah, I like no it. No continuity error there.
1: So, uh, so while the votes are kind of coming in here, Tim, what are your thoughts? It's, it's a it's a big strong lead for John out the gate.
0: Oh, I think I saw. Oh, shit, losing track. People uh, chatting in the in the trap, but. I think part of the the argument against Tata Martino and again, I mean, what he did for this club is monumental, but was that he had been given great teams that he kind of failed with. If you want to go along those lines with crystal palace or what, what happened to Frank DeBoer at inner and at crystal palace, I think the crystal palace thing was just an absolute sham. It's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he was fired, what four games, six games in something like that.
2: No, I, I, I agree. I mean, for, I mean, put the game to a side. I, I'm a full believer in Frank DeBoer. Um, I think he's going to do a good job with Atlanta. It's just, it's a tough question. It is. It so, is. There's, see, there's, see to I told you
1: there's some silliness and some seriousness in here. John takes round five convincingly. And, and, and control
0: back of the board, right? And
1: control of the board, three to two. You know, another part, uh, another point I want to make about Frank is there, there's been a lot of talk about what Tot did with the youth in South America. And I think that's a valid point. But I think what Frank brings to the team is youth in the European side of yeah. things. And I, I don't think that just because the coach goes, those connections go because the team has built success that you expect to continue. So if anything, it kind of broadens the horizons again, to your point, it's a tough question. That's what no, we're here I, for. We got We got to crown the true King guys. I'm and, excited.
2: I'm excited to see what he'll do with the youth, with uh, the the system. And just like I asked, ask. he would say I ask. It's like
1: is that how you pronounce it? But well, it I depends. Ax. Do you? So uh, I, sometimes I ask you a question. You ask me a question. You know. There we go. Right now, insane. I ask. A, right I, now, I ask John a question, and, which is uh, round six. And sometimes I ask you a question. I ask you a question. You know. <laughs> All right, John. A uh, little bit of a personal question. When were you born, sir?
3: August first, nineteen eighty-three. Well, uh, what about yourself, Nathan? 80, 1980.
1: Okay, great. So, kids of the 90s, which is what we we both expected to see. So, kids of the 90s being being kids of the 90s, we all watched familiar sitcoms. I think most of our most of the people in the trap will have watched some of these shows. And so, tonight we ask you to defend the stance between one of these two shows: Full House or Family Matters?
3: Oh, uh, all right uh round six go <laughs> yeah um yeah so uh, i guess full house because uh you have the olsen twins you know grown up which is nice you know i'm not gonna not gonna say they're they're not good um and then uh they made a sequel to it <laughs> how many uh how many sequels have been made about family matters you know um so uh, that's all I got to say about that. Vote Full House, and then let's get back to some soccer questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Family Matters, and go.
2: Now I have to ask. That was the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are starting off to a great, no, no, great. Was that the show with Urkel? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, 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 so yes. I don't even know. Um, so Urkel was a classic uh, meme, and um, how many memes from Full House are, are continuing to, to carry on for this day? So Urkel for the win.
0: All right, uh, for We're, me, I, I, you know how often I use that "You Got It, Dude" gift uh, from yeah. from Full House yeah. in in I, like I think company for me, chat rooms.
1: I, I think for me, it's a Full House, and I think John hit the nail on the head. I think there's it, both of them come again. Though, no, but Urkel is Urkel is a big figure. I mean. It's it's tough. Who who takes it more? You know, is it is it the Olsen twins or is it Urkel? That's and again, this
0: isn't your preference of the show. Who made a better argument? Granted, they were both short arguments, both short
1: arguments. But but it matters. So stop voting with the show and vote with (laughs) a name, John, who took the stance of. You guys are acting like you're
0: taking the polling booths (laughs) in Florida
1: seriously. Two thousand. So John takes John takes Full House. Uh, Nathan with Family Matters. Um, what were what were some of your thoughts? I, I mean, I really Ooh. did like. I, I felt like Family Matters had a little bit more depth to it. As it was a, show. a little more serious. Definitely had more depth to it as a yeah. show. Yeah, but
0: Dave Coulier, exactly. that was that was my
1: homeboy yeah. growing up. Yeah, yeah. Uncle uh, Uncle Joey Fuller House was just garbage. Can we all agree yeah. to that? Okay, so a lot for Nathan here. um huh, A little split. Scroll up a little bit, Tim. Let me let me count on my fingers here. Let's uh, let's go up to uh, – Nathan,
0: John, John, Nathan, 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 John, Nathan. Okay, yeah, Nathan. And we got a tie ball game.
1: Yeah, we're going to give that one to John. All All right, right, I meant Nathan. Nathan, sorry. It's going to go to Nathan. We're back tied again. So, coming up on round seven. Back to a familiar topic. You guys have now done two rounds of these. And I think there's another matchup of two players which the community has debated who has a more pivotal role or who should start over who. Both youth players, both with different uh, outlooks and, and potential, both inter- internal to the league and internationally. So the discussion is, for round seven, Carlton versus Barco.
2: Am I picking this one? Yep. Yep. You said Carlton versus Barco. Yep, not Carlton versus Bello. Nope, no Carlton versus Barco.
1: Positionally, there is a discussion yeah. about who should start over in that position. And I think there's, a, I think there's also a case yeah. to be made economically on who on, on yeah, who has no. a higher ceiling. And
2: so um, right now, right now for this season, I would pick Barco. Um, Barco has proven it in the uh, Copa. The Copa America final that he can lead a team. He was the best team on that championship-winning uh, team. Uh, I think, like I was mentioning before, he's run across a few a few roadblocks in uh, in this past season, mostly off the field stuff. But I think overall, his skill level is is right now where it is is above Carlton. Carlton has a great ceiling. Uh, Barkle I think, has ju- a much higher ceiling. And right now, this season, uh, Barco his his ability to to possess the ball, to pass the ball, to be able to take on defenders 1v1, his his shot accuracy, his knowledge of the game. Um, and um, for, Bill, for right now, his, I would just bark.
1: Bill has a great point. Both have been suspended by the coach.
2: <laughs> so that's a similarity. They both yeah.
1: By the couch.
0: On the couch. On, by I, the coach.
1: On the coach. By the couch. All right. John taking the position of Carlton over Barco. Go.
3: Yeah, I was gonna mention that they both had all the issues. Both got those got behavior. Um yeah, there's a yeah. little there's a little back there. Uh, all right, so yeah, um are we picking based on their on the field issues or their off the field issues? Because I'd rather have Carlton as a wingman. Uh he'd be great <laughs> out. He, he loves to party. You yeah, know, I'd, I'd love to hang out with him off the pitch. Uh all right, and plus he's got a got a killer bun. But uh, I think Dude, all arguments go. I mean, this is, this is all about how you plead your case. So, And uh, he's a local hometown kid, so everybody's got to root for him. U.S. Men's National Team player. He's got a lot of promise. You know, Barco hasn't lived up to his potential. Carlton is still – we don't even know what his potential is yet. Um, so Carlton's – his assists uh, to Joseph, that one goal of the week, that was, uh, that was impressive. So given, given the potential Carlton has, that he's a local kid, U.S. men's national team player, and he just seems like a fun dude to hang out with. So uh, I'll go Carlton.
1: All right. So uh starting with uh, Chris Irontooth's last comment, Carlton looks like he's been on tour for a good few years with Brett Michaels. <laughs> Let's start the votes between Nathan. Uh looks like a lot are coming in before you guys gotta give both gentlemen a chance to yeah. make their statements. I think here.
0: everybody's uh, everybody's kind of upset that this was even a discussion because they don't see that there's I think for the future, I think that discussion kind of makes sense. I, I mean think to it take does. a look at those two.
1: And I think that my argument is about the economics of it, is that my point between Carlton and Barco isn't necessarily about the talent or what the ceiling is. It's that what 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 happens as a detriment to the team or the front office in the willingness to make reaches for players at 15 million dollars if you're not I mean, the The ceiling right now is at nine million. Uh, Alfonso Davies is the highest selling player, and you're looking yeah. to almost double it to make any kind of a profit and So if you start to look at the economics of a Carlton versus Barco situation. You know what happens in the long term, nobody really knows. But that's that's kind of why this discussion is important. It's not because I think both players are really talented on the field and they both have really high ceilings. But I think there's an extra part of that that needs to be discussed and, and addressed. So, uh, big jump out for Nathan, though. Yeah, that'd from-
2: be that'd be interesting to see how much um, how much. The front office kind of dictates that to the coach, like, look, we've got 50 million invested in this guy. Mm-hmm. You've got, if we got to get our money back, please play him. You know, that'd be an interesting conversation, or just like play the best player. But I, I agree, like, it would, it'd be wise business decision to play him and and
3: develop him and at least see what you can get him. Yeah, yeah, and I said
2: Copa America, I meant Copa Sudamericana, not the yep. Copa
3: America. And then all the votes that came in before I even had a chance to defend Carlton should be thrown out.
1: We we wiped him off, but you still lost, bud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, it's okay, though. It's okay. So Nathan is up by one now, uh, right? Yeah. No, it's it's three to three. No, it's three to three before the Carlton. Oh, you're right. You're right. So, uh, so now Nathan has taken round seven.
0: What do we got? Two more?
1: Oh, dude, I got a handful of them here. <laughs> yeah. We- <laughs> <laughs> this is the best thing we've ever done, so we're just going to get through them. <laughs> I've got one, two, three four five oh dear six. god i've That's... got six we'll okay. go quick okay okay i'll do uh, maybe i'll do a shorter intro kind of this this is kind of my fault all right uh in national headlines this week was the college football national championship i tasked both of you nathan your choice defending clemson versus bama uh
2: clemson they they won the game <laughs> just they, give them your
1: votes guys
2: they they showed sure their superior team by far, uh, giving Alabama's worst loss in um, the history since uh, their coach has been there and outplayed um, them in every aspect of the game. I don't know if there's any, if anyone really wants to hear any more about it than
0: that. No. Okay, John, Defended Nick Saban <laughs> in Alabama.
3: Uh, yeah, well, uh, college football sucks, and uh, I don't really have to <laughs> defend them because, uh, yeah. Let's just talk about
1: soccer. Let's see your votes, guys. Uh, Domer, doesn't matter. Nathan, Phil Holcomb, ACC, Joe Johnstone. Neither. This is going great, guys. Come on, just give me this one. All right, what is this? Round eight. Round eight. Kevin wins.
0: <laughs> no, John's getting it. John. One.
1: Oh, we got another Nathan coming in. We'll get. We'll count. We'll count ten. Four. Okay. Nine. Eight. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And John wins. John wins. All right, we got a tie ball game again.
0: Are we gonna make this to the deciding? No.
1: No, dude, I got some good ones in here. <laughs> it's getting late. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'll find some good ones. Um... <laughs> Did you write some down whenever I was out of the room earlier? Just one. Okay. All right. So, uh, one of the things we didn't talk about was the fact that CONCACAF will be played in Kennesaw Stadium. Uh, so the choice to you, John, is defend Monster Truck Jam versus CONCACAF and go.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, CONCACAF is <laughs> definitely more important. If there's a way we could have, uh, kicked him out, we would have. Um, yeah. How many people are really going to go to that? A uh, little side note, my, my brother went, showed up late, stayed for five minutes, and left last year. He hated it. So, um, yeah, I mean, clearly CONCACAF's better. And at least they found a place in Kennesaw. And that stadium in Kennesaw is still nicer than most of the other fields in Major League Soccer. And I bet that crowd that shows up to the small Kennesaw stadium will still be bigger and better than most of the other teams playoff like Like uh, regular season games and better than Chicago's playoff crowd. I mean, Chicago couldn't even fill their stadium for a playoff game, playoff.
0: That's true. That's a good
3: point. All right, Nathan, you have <laughs>
0: Gravedigger on your side. Make your case.
3: <laughs> all right, guys. So this is why they couldn't move
2: uh, the CONCACAF games, or this is why they did move the CONCACAF games, because there was a motocross where they bring all the dirt in one weekend, and then the CONCACAF game was on the Wednesday, and then on the next weekend was a monster jam. So you can't bring all in that dirt, clean it out. <laughs> And then bring it all back in so that's why there's no other option the logistics logistics and so actually they did inquire about bobby dot stadium but there's something else going on that day that would have been very romantic just to just sit there at bobby Dodd. was stand there bobby Dodd, and be like yeah we used to be here this is our roots and then from all year ago um but kennesaw um i really enjoy the kansas state um stadium there it is a great stadium. The, the pitch is perfect. The first time I was there, I was, I was standing next to a guy who's like, oh, I didn't know this field was, was artificial turf. And I'm like, no, dude, this is real. It just looks fake. It was so good.
1: All right. So, a lot of people voicing that they do like motocross, uh, the monster trucks, but I think you were doomed to lose this one. Either way, again, just got to kind of switch things up here. But, unfortunately, it fell to John, who already had the one-point lead. So, now he's stretched his lead yeah. to two. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to do three more, just three more. I uh, got, got one serious and uh, two silly, okay? Okay, can you just bear with me for that? Serious first, or, or wait, I guess I'll give it to you, uh, John. Do you want serious or silly?
3: Uh, well, you have two silly and one serious, right? Yeah. So yeah, let's have a serious sandwich, go silly.
1: Okay, I like it. <laughs> uh, pick a hand, right or left?
3: Right. I'm right-handed. Everybody's right-handed, 80%. Of the, of the, <laughs> right-handed.
1: <laughs> no, that wasn't the question. That, that, was,
3: one of the that, big, that would one, be silly.
1: One of the, the biggest in a, a poll that was posted on the Home Before Dark Twitter page just months ago leading up to the cup run and ultimately led to some of the success of Atlanta United was between Creed versus Nickelback. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, – wasn't Creed the original – um creed was the original nickelback and uh pretty pretty sure nickelback ruined creed i think that's how that works um so yeah creed they both suck you know um but uh i'd rather go with with the original instead of the copycat i mean if you're a copycat of something that's already bad uh, you know a copy of a copy of a copy you just start losing quality after that and that's why uh all the bands that came after nickelback even just sucks.
0: So, are you saying that Nickelback should have been dead on a Sunday morning? That was the hey, first great song. Come, Come on.
1: Stop, stop ruining John's arguments here, or uh, Nathan's arguments. Nathal go.
2: All right, Nickelback, because, I mean, when you hold out that picture and you say, look at this photograph, <laughs> to everyone, it means something. It means something different. <laughs> it touches your heart. Look at the photograph. Just look at it. <laughs> and that's why Nickelback's better.
1: Oh, look. Wow. I mean, Bill Holcomb, in before you even made the comment. It's a great point. I think, I think there's some value <laughs> in branding. And uh, sometimes, you know, you just look at the photograph and it, a picture tells a 1,000 words. So, um, Or it's worth a 1,000 words. Who we got? All right, let's see the votes coming in. Got a couple for John. Another one for John. Uh, got one for Nathan there britney s yes. nickelback had some bangers though that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> britney knew uh or bethany knew a new a new voice in the trap uh vo- we have like
0: sisters bethany and hannah knew and then there's this another new right there yeah. there's
1: a lot of new news in here this is great sorry nate no John, fake all day. news uh, a couple this one's pretty even i'm not seeing any clear winners here should we flip a coin for this one? Yeah. Any opposition from from the voter from the competitors here on a coin flip? No. Flip flip a nickel. All right.
0: Heads. Nathan takes it.
1: All right. Nathan takes that one.
0: All right. So it's a one point game? I believe so. All right. We got serious part of the serious, serious sandwich.
1: Serious part of the serious sandwich, which is I really like the way this all worked out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course you did. You're the architect of our demise.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, last one. And it was touched on a little bit ago about player debates and you guys thought we forgot about him, but we didn't uh, Atlanta's own, the youngster, George Bello making the case against Chris McCann. Who do you choose? Make your argu- argument. Make your
0: statement. as a first team player for the 2019 season.
1: Chris McCann versus George Bello.
2: I go Bellow all the way. Uh, Bellow showed the speed, the in- energy. Um, he's got a great a value talking about what we we're we we're saying about Barco. Um, if for Bello, you play him, um, you get the value out of him. I really liked what I saw out of him. Um, he he shows both the ability to defend one v one and the ability to to get forward with his speed and score without a doubt. Um, McCann, he's slow. He's overpaid. He's past his prime. His wife uh, complains a lot on, on Instagram, and so I go Bello all the way.
0: All right, John. Defend right. Gainer and Chris. No, you just have to defend Chris McCann. No need to defend <laughs> Gaynor.
3: Yeah. Um, well, Chris McCann was on a, a championship winning side that uh, he was a significant role in down the stretch. Um, uh, Bello he he had a couple good showings, but he's still very young. And if you throw him into the mix, he'll he could turn out uh, he could turn out like another Freddie Adu. You know you don't want you don't want to give him too much too soon. So if we were asking long term, yeah, I agree with Bello. We're talking about just for this next season. McCann still got a little bit in the tank. I mean, Bello he, he's the sexy option. He's talented. He's really good. What can't he do? And um that that goal he his first game his first goal that was intense. But um. McCann's proven himself. He, he's a leadership role. He's going to help. He could help in CONCACAF. He can do whatever he um, – so, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll debate McCann because Bellow is the exciting option, and, and the voters want to go Bellow. But McCann proved himself last year, and he's part of the reason we won.
1: I like it. That's a great argument. Uh, so let your voices be heard. John, who took the stance of McCann versus Nathan, who took the stance of Bellow. I actually miscounted, guys. You're tied at five apiece. So we have two left. It could end up in a tie. We'll see, but let your voices be heard. So far, we have one for John, two for John, one for Nathan. Let's go. And I'm gonna count it down from 10, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. I've got six to four in favor of John. That was make seven eight. So John takes that over. So John Nathan. takes the lead. Six John to five. John takes the lead. Six to five. All right, John.
0: This is like if if uh, first take or that Skip and Shannon show if they were like honest with the people that they weren't really arguing. Yeah. yeah. That they just had to pick a side right, pre-production. Right, right.
1: All right. In the serious sandwich. We have a real sandwich debate that needs to be made tonight.
0: Hot dog is a hot dog a
1: sandwich? Is that? It's not that one. That's for another time. But it is a debate that needs settled, and the people need answers. We've talked about your pop tarts. Putting a little bit of warm peanut butter on top of that pop tart, or your toaster strudel.
0: You know. Peanut butter on a toaster strudel, yeah, man, man, too it's, soft.
1: Nah, I think it's all right. It's like. too soft. Okay, well, that, that that makes the that makes my follow up point. What's every, what's every soft sandwich need? A little crunch factor. So, in the sandwich debate, in crunchy versus smooth peanut butter, and we're talking about like
0: uh, we're not throwing in honey. We're not talking Nutella. No. We're talking straight up
1: Peter Pan peanut butter. Which way are you going? Crunchy, smooth john for the win fight it
3: Which yeah, way are you- uh, i'm an expert at peanut butter and jelly sandwiches i never outgrew them i love them i make them all the time uh you gotta love gotta love crunchy yeah it's a little dark horse on that cream Creamy's is the original but that crunchy uh the chunks of peanuts, it adds texture to the sandwich um you know you because you have it can get a little mushy when you add the jam if you add enough of that jelly on there it's it's and then i mean i make it good i'm talking jelly falling off the sides peanut butter falling off the sides stuck to the roof of your mouth when you're eating it i mean you think i like talking about soccer i think i could talk about pb and j all day so uh yeah i mean the crunchy it adds a little bit of texture um so uh yeah i mean i go crunchy peanut butter
1: Damn, son. I like it. I'm, my mouth's watering. I don't know how you're going to follow it up, Nathan, but uh, taking the stance of smooth or creamy peanut butter, however you want to say it.
2: I mean, he's been making peanut butter jelly sandwiches a long time, but I have to disagree with him. Smooth is by far the better peanut butter. Um, I don't know if you've ever gotten crunchy peanuts stuck in your teeth, but you've eaten that stuff all day long after a sandwich. So that's what you like. You're making peanut butter jelly sandwiches a lot, but I'd rather not get them stuck in my teeth. Um, I'll go with smooth. Um, for smoothing it, the organic kind, just stir it all up, um, get it nice. You can't do that with crunchy. Um, for smooth, you. Yeah, I mean, have you ever ripped up a piece of bread trying to spread crunchy peanut butter? That's a good on point. Damn, son. And then you get a hole in your sandwich, and then that's when it's really drop falling all over. Dropping knowledge. I
1: like it. All right, votes coming in. Let's close the door on the great debate and set up the – right now John's got a one-point lead. Uh, Crunchy versus Smooth. John taking the stance of Crunchy versus Nathan. Nathan Weapon taking the stance of Smooth. Got a couple for John. John trying to get brownie points here. Oh, we got a, quick, got a quick clap back for Nathan here. John, a couple more. Nathan, a couple more. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. Scroll up a little bit, Tim. Scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. Let's see where the first name comes up. All right. I think it is. All right, Gator, we'll start there. So that's John, 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 Nathan, Nathan, John, John, Nathan, 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 John, Nathan, John. (sighs) I think that might be a dead heat. I think that might be a dead heat. We got to close it out with a coin flip. Uh, All right. Close it out with a coin flip. It's the only way. I mean, it, it, it is truly back and forth, man. The people have spoken. You're voting more than I once. told you. I want to see that <laughs> count. I want to see. I I see only, think out of that. <laughs> this is shenanigans, you guys. I wasn't reading the names, and you got me. Well done. All right. Caught tripping. Caught tripping. Caught tripping in the trapping. What you got? <laughs> Did it really- didn't flip again. It is Tails. So, John, right? You got yeah. Tails. So, John takes a two point lead. That's a two vote lead, depending on what happens. That will put a, put towards John's total on the Twitter poll. How
0: long can you have a Twitter poll out?
1: I think just 24 hours. Uh, maybe you can make we'll it out. longer. You can
2: make it a few
1: days. Make it a few days?
0: Yeah. I
2: All think right. we need to let we'll people ingest the I audio. Think we make
1: it for a full week. Make it yeah. for a full week that, that, that gives everybody a chance, gives you guys a chance to campaign. And, and spread the word to uh, listen to the show, hear how, I, how hard is it
0: for you to make crunchy peanut butter sandwiches for your
2: kids? It's impossible. Yeah. yeah. So yeah they wanna- you
3: just warm up the bread
2: a little bit.
0: Yeah, but to your point, John, I don't have to put chips on my sandwich if I have crunchy
1: peanut butter. The, the crunch yeah. factor is an no. understatement so- that needs to be brought up
3: toast the bread a little bit uh, or have the peanut butter a little warm i mean there's there's a way you can do it you know have a warm knife there's there's definitely ways yeah warm yeah. knife son
0: so you're so you're an expert in pb&j is the j for jam jelly or would you rather have a pb&p with preserves some seeds in there
1: or or would you like to have a pb&f get that marshmallow fluff in that bitch and do Boom. it
3: like Boom. a true with candy. bananas yes john my yeah. man And honey. I mean, look it up. Captain Crunch. put Sprinkle some Captain Crunch in there, too.
1: Double Crunch Factor. I love it. It's a Crunch Factory. You get that stalactite mouth.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. No, no. So this is like, I think that is the catalyst to stalactites (laughs) because you talk about peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. That's the last thing you want Captain Crunch to do is to stick to the roof of your mouth. (laughs) That's
1: true. Gonna be there for days. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, finally, what we would be remiss if we didn't get a few (laughs) if we didn't get a few fantasy football tips and tricks from the both of you. Um, John, you took the win. So we'll we'll be gentlemen here. Give Nathan the lead, a couple of a couple pointers for fantasy, how you kind of look at your lineup every week, and and a couple of pointers you can give people. For this season
2: oh man i don't want to give all the secrets away uh but i i look at a few i look at a few uh review websites um that that post um who they think are going to be good that week and then i go through one little trick is to use your bench creatively um to use your bench with with your bottom of the money players that you know are not going to start and so you leave those guys starting. And so on your bench, you leave, you have every, ever get the numbers about yeah. it, but you put people on a starting lineup lineup. You know, are not going to start. And so that automatically triggers to the top two out of three on mm. your bench are
3: going to start. That's a little trick.
1: Good deal. John, what you got?
3: Um, yeah, I like to, uh, you stack the defense with the goalkeeper. You play for shutouts. You take advantage of that switcheroo playing your bench, uh, uh, smartly. Um, so, uh, yeah, if, you're, if your defense doesn't get you a lot of points, you know, don't be afraid to sacrifice three or four points in the starters to play for that eight or nine points. And um, nailing that uh, that captain's pick is crucial. So you got to go with those players that can get the accumulation points and the goals and the assists. Um, if you miss, you know, like Joseph Martinez when he hit that hat trick, if you didn't have him as your captain that week, you didn't win. So, um, yeah, just – focus on those, pick the right players, put them in the right positions
0: and set your damn lineups. Oh set yeah. your lineups. And, uh,
3: Use models, stats and trends. I
1: like it. Um, so in closing here, any he plugs people to give shout outs to thank you guys both for coming on. Sorry. It took so long being, oh, no. being good sports on everything. Yeah. It got silly, but, uh, I hope everybody else enjoyed it. I know we sure did. And, uh, the debate continues, I think, on crunchy versus creamy. Yeah. I
0: think so. I, I like. I think Brittany we S. all
1: win in the process.
0: Brittany yes, as, as always, coming with the uh, the logic, uh, aside from the Nickelback
3: quote,
2: but uh, <laughs> well,
0: smooth and creamy is always sold out in stores. America spoke.
1: That's good. That's a good point.
2: Yeah, I'll give a few shout-outs, especially uh, first to you guys. Um, I wasn't expecting this, but I don't know if you guys can see this. They uh, they got a scarf and stickers for us for coming on. I had no idea they do that, so that was really great of you guys. Um, shout out to West Atlanta Pediatrics where I work um, in Dallas and Lithia Springs. Um, shout out to the faction. Um, Carl, Reverend United is uh, Joel Diaz, Travis Little, Joe Smith in Athens.
1: Awesome. And where can the people find you at on Twitter?
2: At N S L Y N E S.
1: Awesome. On Twitter. Looking forward to seeing you at the top of the leaderboards this season. I'm sure. Uh, John Jacob. The man of the hour, Jingleheimer Schmidt, <laughs> John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. There's your new fantasy name. <laughs> I like it.
3: I like it. Um, yeah. No. Shout outs to uh, to my family, friends, baby Declan. He's awesome. Um, hopefully, every year of his life is another championship trophy for Atlanta United. That that would be the goal. But um, for real though, uh, shout out to the group Me Stream, which you guys are familiar with. You know, um, Atlutd boy. So uh, got a shout out to them, uh, friends and family. That's about it. You know?
1: And where can the people find you at on Twitter?
3: John FBZ. I
1: love it, man. Tim, this is a hell of a show. Yeah. I loved it. It was everything I could have hoped for and more. Dude,
0: Dan is going to be so upset. I'm not. To I'm glad.
1: I'm yeah. glad he would have ruined it. Somehow he would have found a way. He would have found a way. Um, if, He would
0: have just now shown up.
1: That's it. That's probably it. He's probably getting ready for next week's show now. Yeah, thanks for the, being be the mastermind
0: there. behind this, Chuck Woolery.
1: I, I try, man. I try. This is look. I got to do something. You do all of this, so this is your studio, and I'm just <laughs> I'm just here living in it.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, uh, lots of uh, Kevin. Kevin just taking pot shots at me because. Pot, pot.
1: Uh, We got a lot of fun things planned for you guys. We had a hell of a season last year. We, We tweeted out a couple of the benchmarks we made, and none of that would be possible without all of you guys that participate in the fantasy leagues, the FIFA tournaments, the fundraising for soccer in the streets hanging out in the trap with us each and every week. The ratings, the reviews on Twitter, on Instagram, all of it. We love the hell out of you guys. we got a ton of stuff planned for 2019. Some new content coming to the channels, so keep an eye out for that. We'll get some more information out to you guys as we get a little bit closer. But the family keeps growing, and and we love having every one of you as a part of that. So thanks for checking us out. You can find Dan, when he can't be bothered to be here, at his name, F-U-C-K-H, the number three D on Twitter. And (laughs) Tim, where can they find you at? You can find me at Tim Herb. Find me as well at the architect. That's at the underscore A-R-C. Number one, T-E-C-T, or where I'm most frequently at at home before dark that's before spelled B in the number four check out you
0: should you should be on your own a a lot more than you are on the the show page
1: okay (laughs) taking pot shots i see okay okay i see you i see you uh look man i tried to talk about the cult it's not my fault that they came up short
0: (sighs) i will end you just like i'm about to end this live stream
1: <laughs> thank you guys um for for coming out and hanging out uh check out get uh you can throw a little forward slash in the shop on there we got hats and some other things that again part of goals for 2019 is to get some more stuff in there so be sure to check that out we'll put out details for the next fantasy league We'll see you guys out at the bins or at Kennesaw Stadium, wherever it is you can find us, coordinate with us, meet and greet with us, M-E-A-T, as always. Beard Brethren in full effect. Love you guys. See you next week, as always. Be home before dark.
3: Love, seven
2: days we crawl up to the ground Love, seven sins we wear just like a crown Angels will cry